And we are live. This is the Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast, the live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show coming to you after each and every Toronto Raptors game for you, the fans, where you can interact with us here. Send in your comments and questions as the Raptors win a big one. The five-game losing streak is over. As the Raptors win 118 to 107 against DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. My name is Sheldon. Wow. Did I just mess up my own name? Is that a thing that just happened? <laughs> my name is Sheldon Alexander. Thanking you for tuning in to this edition of the Wrap It Up podcast. Hopefully I won't mess it up too much more as we go along. You know, I got past my name, so I guess that should be a good start. Anyways, Raptors win 118 to 107. Again, this is a live and interactive Toronto Raptors show. So feel free to send in your comments and questions wherever you happen to be watching this live, which, which I shall remind you, you can do in multiple different locations. You can interact with the show live on Instagram and on YouTube. Just go to the Canada Hoops daily page on both. First, if you see the video, bless us with a like and follow and subscribe, all that fun stuff. That way you can become a part of the show each and every episode. Same thing goes for the app formerly known as Twitter at Can Hoops Daily. That's how you become a part of the show. Sending in your comments and questions, interacting with me as I take in all of the comments because I want to know how Raptors fans are feeling. There's been lots going on lately, right? You got some injuries. You're getting to see some new guys step up big for the Raps. I mean, Gary Trent Jr. being the leading scorer. And then you got Bruce Brown, Thad Young, Wara coming off the bench, knocking down threes. Dennis Schroeder playing the point guard, point guard. Just, I mean, lots to discuss here on this episode of Wrap It Up. So please send in your comments and questions. Thank you all for tuning in. As I will break down what's going on in this game, and then we will get to the questions and commentary from you, the fans. Because as mentioned, this is Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast, the live and interactive post-game show. And you might be asking yourself, wait, what is Canada Hoops Daily? Canada Hoops Daily, friends. Everything basketball from a Canadian perspective. That means news, features, opinions, and more. Your daily hoop source. Canada Hoops Daily full court coverage of the Toronto Raptors, Canadian NBA stars, and of course, Canada basketball. Listen, there's lots more coming from this Canada Hoops Daily brand on the way soon. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow the social accounts and all that other fun stuff to keep up to date with what's going on. But first and foremost, we have this to wrap it up podcast. And I thank the Canada Hoops Daily crew for bringing us back. Because we need to be able to discuss the vibes in Raptor land, especially when there's so much going on. And I know, I know, it's tough because people are always focused and thinking the game's just about wins and losses. And it's about development. It's about seeing what pieces you have around. It's about getting a proper evaluation of the assets or asset management, as I love to talk about all the time. And in this instance, where you have the Toronto Raptors Winning against the Bulls, you got both. You get both a chance to see your asset management, and you also get a chance to celebrate a win. Best of both worlds. As mentioned, Raptors win 118 to 107. They improve to 17 and 30 overall. As mentioned, five game losing streak 
over. Raptors shot 52% from the floor, 48% from three in this one. Gary Trent Jr. leading the way, 24 points, six three-pointers for Gary. Bruce Brown had a massive game for the Toronto Raptors. He had 19-7-3, but it was the energy that Bruce Brown provided. Dennis Schroeder chipping in with 16 points and 10 assists. Also add in Thad Young. Massive game, 16-6-6 from Thad. DeMar DeRozan losing effort, 25 points, five assists, four blocks for DeMar. Lots going on, as mentioned, to discuss here. I will go through the game, break it down from my angle, my perspective, and then check in with what y'all have to say. So in the meantime, as mentioned, if you're watching this on social media, you support the pod by subscribing and liking wherever you happen to be watching this video. Thank you. I appreciate that, your continued support. And in the meantime, send in your comments and questions. What do you think of Jordan Wara and his game? Is he someone the rap should keep? Bruce Brown, massive game. People are thinking if he looks really good, do you want to keep him going forward? Or is he just another asset to deal at the deadline? These are the questions I want to hear from the fan base, what y'all are thinking. And in the meantime, while you're thinking of your answers, let's break things down here. As mentioned, Raptors without Jakob Pertle, who's still out. RJ Barrett. Also out, same with Emmanuel Quickly. Lots of injuries. You're missing three starters. Going into Chicago Bulls team, who is also missing Zach Levine, but they've been missing Zach Levine for a while. So, you know, your starters, you got Bruce Brown, Scotty Barnes, Dennis Schroeder, Gary Trent Jr., and of course, Thad Young, starting in the middle, doing work for the Raps. The Bulls, as mentioned, they got DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and then, you know, the interesting person here that I feel like the Bulls always go with is Alex Caruso. I feel like he is the guy that if he has a really good game, the Bulls do well. If he doesn't have a really good game, they kind of struggle. For the most part, Vucevic and DeMar, you know what you're going to get. I think they were kind of down in this one. Like Vooch really didn't put up the points in, that we thought he would. But at the end of the day, an interesting one for sure from the Bulls perspective. But to start this game early, Gary Trent Jr. was doing it all for the Raps. He came out of the gate banging. 20 points the Raptors scored. 11 of those were scored by Gary Trent Jr. Three of four from three. And the thing is, you know Gary, right? In this instance where he's looking around and he's seeing no quickly, he's seeing no RJ, that means shots for Gary Trent Jr. No hesitation. You don't have to tell him, right? He was taking every opportunity and knocking down those threes. Speaking of threes, I mentioned Jordan Noara. And the thing is, people are trying to figure out, you know, you talk about the trade, the Pascal Siakam trade, and obviously all the talk was about Bruce Brown and three first-round picks. You know, Jordan Noara has kind of been an afterthought. But in this instance where you're dealing with injuries, he's forced into the lineup. We know that he had a really good game against the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, you started to see some of the things that he's able to pull out in terms of three-point shooting, in terms of, you know, some playmaking you saw against the Hawks. But in that game, 24 points off the bench, nine rebounds, six assists for Wara against the Hawks. Coming into this game, you're kind of thinking, okay, can you do it again? And we talk about it all the time, right? The NBA is about consistency. The difference between, you know, your, your bench players 
and then your starters and then your stars and superstars and all stars and all that fun stuff. It's consistency. What can you do at a high level consistently? So Wara was able to do it for one night. And then now you see him come out early, getting early minutes again, raps dealing with injuries and he's knocking down threes again. And to me, the, the cool part about it is you're seeing him shoot threes in rhythm, meaning no hesitation. And for a team like the Raptors that lacks just shooters, it makes you wonder what would this team look like with quickly playing confidently and shooting the ball like we know he can with Wara and, of course, Gary Trent Jr., and Grady Dick, who they're trying to get back into the swing of things as he continues to get more minutes. It's funny because it's been so long. Like, I don't even know. I guess you're going back to the championship team that had, obviously, Kyle, Fred, Kawhi could shoot the three, Danny Green could shoot the three, Norm could shoot the three. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's been a while since you've seen this many shooters on the Raptors team. Obviously all those players I just listed from the championship team are better than the players we're listing now, but I'm more so talking about style of play for the last few years. It's been a lack of shooting for the Raptors and a lot of bad spacing. This is very interesting, especially with Darko being able to throw out so many different lineups with smaller guards or just smaller people and having them, you know, create space and kick it out to open shooters that are knockdown shooters. That's what I'm saying. I can tell a real shooter by what, how confident they are when they get the ball. And so far from Jordan Wara, what I'm seeing is he is not hesitating. That is a solid knockdown shooter. You're seeing him off the dribble knockdown shots as well, but huge, huge, huge. If he's able to continue that and he has opportunity. So we'll see. We'll see. Bulls, though, go on a 10-0 run, mostly due to Raptors' mistakes early on in that first quarter. Jonte Porter, who ended up, you know, he was injured in this game, didn't didn't get back into it after his injury, but he didn't really have a good go either at this one. I think he's had the, with back spasms is what the, uh, they reported during the game, but his stint was not a good one. Fouling a three-point shooter, then on the next possession, he had the ball at the top of the key, trying to find a cutter, and he passes the ball off the rim. Just not a good possession from him. Bulls the other way for a bucket. Bulls led 31-27 to 27 after the first quarter. 18 of the Bulls' 31 points came in the paint. And it's funny because at that point, in my notes, what I wrote was that's not a good trend for the rest of the game. And if you paid attention to what the Bulls did to the Raptors when they played, what, a couple weeks ago, a week ago, not even that long, it was same thing in the paint. Now, they started that way, did not continue that way. Um, in the first quarter, as mentioned, Gary Trent Jr. at 13 points, five of eight shooting, three three-pointers for him. In the second quarter for the Bulls, they're still playing well. DeMar DeRozan gets cooking, but that's before Noara gets going, right? But We'll we'll get there. We'll get there, right? Wara is starting to get more, more and more minutes, but he's still not, you know, used to the DeMar DeRozan pump fake yet. Because <laughs> that was one where what we saw from DeMar was we saw him get Wara to bite on the pump fake, hits a tough and one, then gets a floater in the lane. But Noara bounces back and he likes seeing that, right? Like he's not getting down on himself. Damar hits a couple shots on him. No big deal. Comes right back the other way, hits another three. He had eight points early, two for two from three. 
And the Raptors were down by as many as 16 points because Vooch hit a couple buckets. He had nine in the first half, but also they were getting good production from their bench. Phillips came off the bench, was pretty solid. Drummond gave them solid minutes. Raps are able to cut that lead to 10, but it ended up being, you know, it ended up being 10 at halftime. Pardon me. And uh, Dusomu had 13 leading the way for the Chicago Bulls. Caruso, Vooch, DeMar each had nine for the Raps. As mentioned, Gary Trent Jr. with 16 points. Barnes, Scotty, haven't mentioned his name much. We'll get there, though. Eight points on three of 10 shooting in that first half. Now, the second half, the Raptors completely flipped the script. This is where the game changed. And this is where, you know, you got to give a bunch of people credit here. Dennis Schroeder is doing a really good job in terms of he has to be the point guard, right? He has to set the tempo. Normally, he's coming off the bench, but with so many injuries, he's got to do it from the starting lineup because all of that playmaking responsibility can't fall on to Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes has a lot on his shoulders right now with all the injuries, whether it's scoring, whether it's guarding the other team's best player. So having Dennis alongside him really, really helps. But the Raptors, and you heard Alvin talk about it, offense is great. Offense comes and goes. But if you can play defense and it's sustainable, you will lead to success. Raptors did that. You saw Dennis force an eight-second violation. How often do you see that in the NBA? But that's just hustle, right? That's a commitment to the defensive end and to the greater good of winning if you're the Raptors. Bruce Brown, he found a matchup where, you know, you had this lineup out there where Darko is playing a bunch of guards around the same height, but Bruce Brown ends up getting this matchup where he has either Drummond on him or Vooch on him, and he was just blowing by them. He was using his size, you know, in terms of being quicker than some of those bigger guards or bigger, or sorry, bigger forwards, and able to just blow by them, run the floor, get easy buckets. Raptors made a massive comeback in the third quarter. And a lot of that was Bruce Brown's just effort and, you know, defense from that bench unit, but also Jordan Wara. Like he had back-to-back plays where my guy hit a nasty step back three. And again, we're talking about levels of shooter, right? Shooter, can you catch and shoot? No, let's, let's start with the first level of shooter. To me, the first level of shooting is, can you catch and shoot the wide open three? Then there's, can you, you know, escape dribble, hit the three. If you can step back, if you can give a little handle and shoot off the dribble three, okay. I'm kind of looking at you a little differently here because that's a a higher level of skill set. And my guy, the crossover step back and one, like that's that's a tough bucket to hit. But again, shoots it with confidence. He's knocking down three pointers. And then maybe... The biggest play of the game was a missed dunk, but it was such a loud missed dunk. And if you see the look of the Raptors bench when that went down, like it was crazy. The whole bench was up. The bench reacts were insane. Shout out to Court Cuts, by the way. OG Canada basketball fans will remember Court Cuts. We're all about the bench re- the bench reacts or the towel wave, what we would call the Carabana reacts. I know I'm going to inside now because, you know, that's a long time ago and showing my age, but let me, let me reminisce for a second. You know, 
Anyways, my point is the bench reacts on that Jordan Wara drive to the basket, and he almost had one of the dunk of the year candidates. Definitely probably would have been the Raptors dunk of the year for sure, but the guys were hype, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, my guys got that in this game too. But again, this is why I I rep Alvin too. The reminder that what it's about is consistency right? So you're getting these opportunities and you're doing a good job, but can you do it consistently? That's what's going to be key going forward. And that's the beauty of what the second half of this season is about for the Toronto Raptors, right? People have been talking about wins and losses and what's that going to mean. And you're watching this team and, you know, are they trying to tank and make sure they get their pick and all that fun stuff and cool. But what I'm urging is for the diehards, because I'm always talking to the diehards, right? The non-diehards are going to jump on the wave when when the team gets back to where it should be anyway. So I'm always talking to the diehards, right? The, the, the non-diehards are welcome too, for sure. My point is, though, they'll follow along when, when the time being, right? Right now, the focus on that Toronto Raptors team, if you're watching that team night in, night out, is a guy like Jordan Wara and what he can provide. Can he be a piece that is a bench piece that can give you guard minutes off the bench? Can he be a shooter to up your overall shooting as a team, something you've lacked for so many years? Now picture him playing alongside quickly. Picture him playing alongside RJ driving to the basket or Scotty driving and kicking out to open shooters. You're just trying to build and see what this asset is. And it was pretty dope to me to see what he was able to provide in this game because I thought it was really, really cool. And, and seeing the reaction of his teammates on that missed dunk who were all kind of because the raps have had a bit of practice time, but not really that much. So I don't know if they've seen that yet, but they were hyped. And that's dope. And you want to see that, right? Like you want to see that from this Raptors team right now when they're at a point where you see them, you know, in this in-between spot, right? You've made a bunch of trades, but you have a brand new team. And so for the Raps, it's very important at the same time that you get to see some camaraderie between these guys. Everyone's up on the bench cheering. Everyone's up on the bench hyped up when they see a big play go down. To me, that's dope. That's what you want to see from this team, especially a young team going forward. Noir at that point had 17, four or five from three. Raptors had 37 points in that third quarter and led by one. So they were down 10 at the half, led by one after three. And in that fourth quarter, they just kept they just kept rolling. Another run for the Raps, smaller lineup. As mentioned, Dennis, Noara, Bruce Brown, McDaniels came in, and then Gary Trent Jr. checked in. And that was just providing energy and getting in passing lanes, being able to turn the Bulls over and get out and run. And, you know, I thought it was pretty dope seeing the Raps get out on the break. You know, a little showtime, Dennis Schroeder behind the back to Bruce Brown, who ends up getting fouled going to the line. You had Jaden McDaniels hitting threes. Raptors up 102-94 at that point. DeMar comes out of the timeout, and DeMar put up as much of a fight as he could, right? Had the mid-range go in, had a couple jumpers of his, of his own go down. Then DeMar with, I mean, 
the actual dunk of the game as he was able to complete the slam. He was hype, but this Raptors team showed, you know, what do you do in winning time? Well, DeMar tried to make a push and the Raptors answered and they answered again at the defensive end. There's a, there's a trend here. If you're paying attention to what we're talking about, things start on the defensive end and you have a bunch of guards, you have a bunch of hungry dudes who should be battling and fighting for minutes, right? This is a competition. You're not only auditioning for the raps, you could be auditioning for other teams at this point, right? So showing that you can step on the floor and play defense, huge. Raptors get a bunch of turnovers. They end up finding Thad Young on a breakaway. He gets a layup, come back the other way, another turnover. Gary Trent Jr. on the two-on-one Pulls up at the three-point line, takes his time, knocks down a three, 109-100 at that point. That gave him 24, his sixth three-pointer of the game. Raptors in the second half just dominating the Bulls at that point. Scotty Barnes, we talk about winning time. Scotty, I thought that did a really great job. I know I haven't talked a lot about Scotty Barnes in this game, but again, with the guys who are out of the lineup, three starters out. The responsibility of Scotty Barnes is super interesting, right? Because it's, do we need scoring? Do we need defense? Do we need rebounding? He's almost able to plug in in all of these places. And in this game, the shooting numbers weren't there. 4-14 for 13 points. But seven assists, huge, right? That's him making plays. And what do we talk about a lot? When are you making these plays? In winning time, he had a bunch of great dimes from Scotty Barnes. I thought it was just really dope. He ends up with on an ISO with DeMar DeRozan. He drives on him, finds Thad Young for an easy layup. DeMar doing his thing to get back to the line. As mentioned, DeMar did all he could. It just wasn't enough. The Bulls now, this is the stuff, right? We're talking about learning. We're talking about Scotty's development this was an interesting lesson for Scotty Barnes, right? Because he's handling the double teams. And how do you handle it? How do you figure it out? And I thought him fighting through the adversity of there's a moment where they double Scotty Barnes. And the first time he throws it away, they come back down the floor. Second time, Scotty's able to swing it and the ball gets moved to Dennis Schroeder. And he's kind of, he's kind of nervous with it just travels another turnover for the raps. In fact, the raps went two minutes without scoring, but their defense was what allowed them to maintain the lead. Scotty finally ends the drought for the raps as he had a crazy, he's, he's sitting at the top of the key or the foul line. He's got a little handle and then hits Thad with a no look underhand pass. <laughs> like it was Listen, Scotty does a lot of this stuff every once in a while, and sometimes it's more flashy than others. And sometimes it, the no look might be unnecessary. In this instance, though, there's the one angle they had from behind the glass where you can see him, you know, you can see Thad just appear into the screen. And so Scotty being able to just underhand pass it to him, it was just faster. And Thad with another easy layup that gave him 16, six and six at that moment. That pretty much iced it as mentioned Raptors win Raptors win Raptors win 118 to 107 for the Raps. As mentioned, the five game losing streak is no more. And you know, 
at some point, if you're the Raps, you needed a feel good like this, right? You had a bunch of tough losses in the row, and you're you're without three starters at this point. We know they've struggled a lot without Jakob Pertl, but Jakob Pertl isn't solving all of the problems when he comes back into the Raptors lineup, right? So I think, you know, having a game like this where you're able to get some great production from some unsung hero types, right? I think that's super important, just building the confidence of this team, but also giving Masai and Bobby and even Darko a chance to just see what you got here. See what you got. What are the pieces that you have? Who's going to be a part of this going forward? What can things bring to light? And, you know, Grady getting 20 minutes. He didn't score, but he had four assists, three rebounds. Again, he's finding a way to be involved, even give him a steal. And it's not all about, we know Grady can shoot. That's great. You know, like him knocking down a three, it's like, all right, cool. But it's about, can he stay on the court? and contribute in other ways. And we're seeing that. 20 minutes in this one, I think that's all right. Again, Raptors win 118 to 107. Gary Trent Jr. led the way for the Toronto Raptors with 24 points, 6 of 11 from 3, 9 of 15 overall for Gary. Also give him 5 or 5 rebounds in this one. Dennis Schroeder with a double-double, 16 points. 10 assists for Dennis. Great job leading the raps and just like getting them under control at certain points. I thought that was really good. Thad Young getting the start for the raps. 16 points, six rebounds, six assists for Thad. Timely buckets. I mean, fed right at the front of the rim by Scotty, but you still got to make them. You still got to finish them. And Thad did a great job. You're getting 16, six, and six from Thad. Thad Young at this stage of his career. You take that if you're the Toronto Raptors every day of the week. And it, it was just a great thing to see. I mentioned Jordan Nwara in his big game, 17 points, four of five from three. DeMar DeRozan in a losing effort with 25 points. Again, thank you all for tuning into this the Wrap It Up podcast presented by Canada Hoops Daily. Really appreciate y'all. If you continue to watch this live, thank you very much. As mentioned, don't be afraid to bless us with a like and a subscribe or a follow wherever you happen to be watching this podcast. Remember, you can get us live on Instagram and on YouTube at Canada Hoops Daily. That's the page. Subscribe, follow, like, send us your comment there. That's how you interact with the show. Same thing goes for Twitter or X. I'm really not going to call it X. I'm just going to be honest. But anyways, you can find us there as well at Can Hoops Daily. That's how you interact with the show live. Like these people here as I will dive into the comments. First comment, nice game. Finally closed out with the dub. Way to go, JTJ. I'm loving Jordan Nwara and glad he's getting minutes. I think it's just big, right? And, and you know, on the one hand, it sucks because you want to see, and you're going to get to see it, but it sucks that RJ, who is playing really well, has now missed a couple games in a row with knee soreness. It sucks that quickly was really struggling, but you know, you really want to see what he's going to be. Can he be your starting point guard of the future? And it, it sucks that those guys are hurt and they're out of the lineup. But on the plus side, there's a bunch of other guys that A, you're either showcasing for the deadline, which you know could be Gary Trent Jr., could be Dennis Schroeder, Definitely is Bruce Brown. You know what I mean? There's guys that you're showcasing and it, it 
it's great timing to give them a bunch of minutes right before the trade deadline. So that's huge. But then a guy like Jordan Nawara, like that's awesome too, because he's getting minutes and right away. I think that's huge. And also, as this comment says, uh, the Raptors development is coming along. I mean, yeah, definitely is. Uh, what else we got? I was starting to forget that winning feeling. It feels so good. <laughs> yes, definitely true. Definitely true. Uh, what else we got here? As I said earlier in the season, it would be, sorry, let me read this. As I said earlier on in the season, it would be a roller coaster ride, but I'm here for it. But honestly, some games are tough to watch. Tonight and last game, a lot of positives. Yes, the Hawks game was definitely a positive as well. Thanks for the comment there, Tammy. Um, the Hawks game was a real interesting watch as well, just because the Raps lose at the buzzer, you know, but I think it's it's just good for your young guys to be in these close games and play in tight games down the stretch with more responsibility. Grady was right in the middle of things, right? Getting the turnover, finding Scotty for the, the layup to go or for the dunk to go up, you know, that's big getting those minutes, Scotty Barnes, getting a chance to, to, you know, take control and kind of be the OG on the court for guys like Grady as well. Right. That's interesting. So it's, it's, you got to keep watching because the one thing that Darko definitely is instilling is playing hard, you know, not giving up. They're, they're not just like, taking the L's they are going to keep playing. And in a game like this, where you see them come out and score 37 points in the third quarter, you know, that's adjustments being made at halftime. Those are all good things to see. Uh, glow girl smile says, I guess Noara didn't get the memo on Debo's pump fakes. LOL. <laughs> yes. You know, DeMar DeRozan's been doing that for a while. And as much as, you know, we consume, DeMar DeRozan, or we've seen, we're familiar with his game. It's a reminder that, you know, I guess for some, it's not, you know, across the league still. The pump fake, or maybe the pump fake's just that good that it still works on people, right? I guess that could be it too. What else do we got? Uh, the Nuara dunk attempt. That fired up the team. Totally agree with that. That was such, that was arguably one of the moments of the game. And just because of the, the run that he was on at that point of the game where he hit the threes before then came up with that massive dunk. Just crazy. Just crazy. Here's another comment. The Raptors have a great consecutive 25 plus assist streak. Um, Darko, you know, that makes Darko happy, right? Cause that's all he preaches sharing the ball, passing it. Um, as this commenter says, MC Maestro says, I like Darko system. It's a team strategy with any player available. Most teams live or die by their top two players, but with this system, everyone can contribute. Yeah. As long as you buy in, right. And as long as you know, everyone's committed, which is something Dennis talked about at the start of the year, right? If we remember when Dennis was kind of talking about, Hey, you know, we can't switch up the starting lineup until everyone buys into the system. And the system is moving the ball, passing up good shots for great shots. And it's it's a team being more important than anyone's individual stats. And you look at a game like this where you're missing three starters and you're still able to get six players in double figures. That's a pretty good night. I mean, if I were to tell you the Raptors beat the Bulls, 
without RJ, without Yak, without Emmanuel quickly. And Scotty only scored 13 points on four of 14 shooting. And I told you the Raptors were able to win by 11. What? <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense, but here we are. And it's because of, as this next comment, Bruce Brown is a great team player. He really is. You see why, you know, championship teams, it's why they're championship teams. They get a player like that who fits in so seamlessly because he can do a little bit of everything. He plays defense. He does a bit of the dirty work. Um, he also shares the ball, moves the ball, is able to get to the basket. He's able to run the floor. All these things that help the other players on your team, that's what Bruce Brown does. I'm so interested to see how this plays out towards the deadline. What does Masai Ujiri do with Bruce Brown? Because there's got to be a bunch of playoff teams that would love to have a Bruce Brown on their roster heading into the playoffs. More comments here. Uh, let's see. AVP says, Scotty's offensive game needs to take a leap. Can't set up Gary for the open three. That in the post every single time. He's got to be the offensive equalizer. So here's the thing, okay? And, and Scotty's a massive topic of conversation, and I get it. But I think that what, and this is, again, I preface this. And I hope by now, longtime listeners of this pod know that I, I'm giving my opinion, right? Like, and I'm giving my opinion as someone who works in the industry. I've covered the NBA since what? When was LeBron's rookie year? Would have been my first year. Wow, that's a long time. I'm dating myself. But the point I'm making is I've covered the NBA for a long time for, from a bunch of different places, right? From a bunch of different national television stations. But what I mean is from a bunch of different jobs. Right, whether it's producing shows, producing features, doing interviews, doing scrums, getting scrum sound, whatever it is, right? So my point is, I watch a lot of basketball. That's where my opinion's coming from. But by no way am I trying to say that I'm right 100% of the time, or I'm right even a lot of the time. This platform is more so we're sharing ideas, we're sharing opinions. I'm giving you my viewpoints from my ability to consume a lot of basketball content because it's my job. Right. So I say all this to say Scotty Barnes is a massive topic of conversation going forward. And what I think is, even if Scotty Barnes is the face of your franchise, that doesn't mean that he's your leading scorer going forward. That doesn't mean that he's your go to guy going forward. I think Scotty Barnes is a really, really, really good player. And I think that he can do a lot of different things. But at this stage, I don't know if I see him as being, you know, as you put it, you know, he's got to be the offensive equalizer in terms of, you know, getting buckets when the Raps need them. I don't know if that's Scotty Barnes's future, right? Like being the guy, like you need a bucket, you give him the ball, clear everyone out, Scotty, go get us a bucket. I don't know if he's that guy. Now, what I will say, if it's, hey, Scotty, make a play. Scotty, roll, run a pick and roll, and these are your options as you come around the screen. You could find this guy here rolling to the basket. You could find this guy in the corner, or we got a back, uh, someone cutting on the back door. Like that might make sense to me. You know, is he, you know, a defensive guy that's able to to guard, you know, the other team's perimeter guys? Like I see him as a one of your top players, but I don't see him as quote unquote like the man. 
give him the ball, get out of the way. He's going to put the team on their back and win consistently. He might have spurts where he can do that, but I don't think that he's that guy going forward, nor do I think that he has to be for the team to be successful. Cause I think that's more important. We become so focused on just scoring, scoring, scoring. And I get it because you got guys going for 70 and you know, 62 and whatever. And I get all that, but there's more to the game of basketball than just scoring. And to me, Scotty Barnes isn't going to be um, a better or worse player because he's not, for lack of a better term, the Kawhi. And I'm using Kawhi as the example for obvious reasons because I'm always going to use Kawhi as the example. But what I mean is we're in trouble. What are we going to do? Oh, Kawhi's here to save us. Uh, Scotty's not that kind of player. I don't think. Can he develop into that player? Sure. But I think he's kind of a do-it-all type of guy. I think he's a good, you know, okay, I can lead the break. And, and look, he's a willing passer. If you just pay attention to his game, he's a willing passer. More so than he is, you know, the guy that's forcing shots or like driving to the cup all the time to get buckets. And maybe that comes. Maybe. But I don't know if he's that guy yet. And I don't know if he's going to become that guy. From what I see right now, I see him more as being a facilitator. I see him more as, you know, being a fill-in scorer guy, but not the scorer guy, if that makes sense. But as always, I'm open to hearing everyone's thoughts. Here's another comment. It says, uh, Bruce Brown might get us a nice trade package. Definitely. I think Bruce Brown, you know, if Terry Rozier was able to net a first round pick, Bruce Brown might be able to do the same. And if you're the Raps, definitely take that. Again, you're acquiring assets. I also think, and I've said this before on another pod, a previous pod, I think Bruce Brown's a really good player, but I think the style of Bruce Brown is one of the like last pieces that you need to add when you're a championship team or you're ready to compete. I feel like you can get that guy. You don't need that guy right now and sign him to big money. It's kind of like OG. Right? Like what OG Ananobi was on the Raptors, we saw what that was. But when you put him on a team that has aspirations, that is like more in a better position to compete for, you know, in the playoffs, make a run. Look at the impact he had on the Knicks, right? But we'll see. Another comment Scotty is struggling, but once a team gets settled, he will be okay. Yeah, I think Scotty is mentioned, right? Tough night tonight, shooting-wise, 4-14 from the floor, 0 of 3 from 3. I think a big issue from Scotty Barnes, especially now as guys go out, is he's so good. And shouts to my guy, Easy. He's the one that framed this for me in such a way that, you know, I'd never really thought of it before, but he articulated it in such a way that I... I hadn't heard before, but he was saying that Scotty is so good that it's almost difficult to pinpoint what he should be doing. Does that make sense? You know, like think about there were moments last year or the year before with Nick nurse, where the raps had Scotty playing the five, like legitimately you're playing the five. And I don't know if this was one of the like most untalked about moments of last season that I thought should have been a bigger moment, but there's a moment last year when the, the raps were playing the blazers 
And the Raps lost, if I'm not mistaken, to the Blazers. But that's not the point of the story. Point of the story is post game, while the players are doing all the dap ups and you know hugging each other, you could hear Nurkic, right, who was on the Blazers last year, now on the Suns, but like a legit like big center. You could hear him dap up Scotty, and he says, "Yo, man," and I'm paraphrasing, but like. So I could be a word or two off, but the point of what he was saying is like, yo, man, they doing you dirty down there playing the five, <laughs> right? Like, and what he's saying is Scotty shouldn't be playing the five. That's unfair because <laughs> a guy like that's just going to bully him. But the point is he can do it. And because that was a need that the Raptors had, you can plug in a guy like Scotty Barnes to fit whatever that hole is. Oh, so you need more ball handling? You need another point guard? Ah, Scotty can also be that backup point guard behind Fred. Oh, we're really struggling at center? Okay, you know what? We'll slide Scotty over. He can play center until we trade for Yak. And then Scotty can move off, move back to, you know, playing his Scotty position. Oh, well, Quickly's out. So we need Scotty to handle the ball again. We need Scotty to run the plays in crunch time. He can do that. But, you know, we're looking at it from just a scoring angle and saying he's 4-14, you know, scoring numbers are down. But I feel like the responsibility of what he has to do has gone up. So not only is he demanded to, you know, maybe take more shots, but he's also focused in more on playing defense and taking the defensive matchups, which takes up a lot more energy because OG's gone. But also, you got to remember, now that Pascal's not here, who do we think is at the start of the scouting report for the Raptors? It's Scotty Barnes. And he is getting the double teams that we he never got before when Pascal was there. Right? So that's going to take time for him to adjust and learn. So you have him on this thing where, okay, Pascal's here. There's one rule. Okay, Pascal's gone now. OG's gone. So now you got to guard the other team's best perimeter player. That's another change for Scotty and what he has to do. Oh, now Emmanuel Quickly, your new starter, is gone. Oh, now you got to handle the ball again and be kind of the pseudo point guard. Oh, and RJ's gone too. So now the defense can focus in on you even more because your 20 a night score is not there. My point is the ask of Scotty is so much that. To me, you can't crush him for quote unquote struggling right now. He's going to figure it out. And I think that's dope. I think that's dope. But again, this to me is what this end of the season should be about seeing those things and how they develop and how they improve. My guy August checks in. He says, Weird watching raps games in hope that they play hard and pile up L's. Team top six draft pick. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where I'm at with that. I, I feel like I'm not rooting for them to lose, but I, again, like I, I'm not rooting for them to lose. I'm definitely not. I know that like, I'm not in like full on tank mode. That's not where I'm at. I'm kind of watching these games. And as I said, just looking for signs of life, signs of improvement. And if they win cool. And if they lose, all right. But the reality is, and the tough part is the closer that they remain, I mean, we'll find out a lot more after the trade deadline, right? And and like what pieces are kept. And then you'll be able to kind of go forth and see what this Raptors team really looks like. But I mean, right now, 
the Raptors are three games out of the 10th spot. And I don't know, Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta beat the Raptors a couple nights ago, but are they going to really pull away from, you know, the, the 11th seed or the 12th seed, which the Raptors are and behind the wraps are the Charlotte Hornets and they're not going to catch up to the wraps. So the wraps are going to be in this weird spot where you're going to have half the fan base thinking, Oh, if we can get into the play and that's cool. And then you have the other half thinking, can we get into the bottom six? And the bottom six is going to be tough because if you look at the bottom six right now, you got the Pistons in Washington and San Antonio. Those are locks. Portland, also a lock, right? That's what? Five teams? And then the Hornets. That's five teams right there. Detroit, Washington, the Spurs, the Blazers. Then just outside of that, you got the Memphis Grizzlies. It's going to be a tough go for the Raps to get that, you know, bottom six and remain in that bottom six because the Grizzlies are dealing with injuries because Jaws out for the season. Desmond Bain's out for a long time. They're playing well right now, but how long does that last? You know, it's weird looking at the standings. The Raptors have 17 wins. Golden State is 19. That's weird to me. Golden State's in like the top 10 for the draft. Actually, like that's really weird to me. Anyways, yeah, it's going to be a debate. But I urge Raptors fans to accept the fact. And it's funny because we were talking about this in the newsroom while, we, while I was at work watching the first half. And then Alvin brought up Sonny Weems. But I was talking about like that era of Raptors basketball. So it was so weird that as we were talking about that era, and I actually mentioned Sonny Weems. And how often does Sonny Weems come up in conversation? But then Alvin on the broadcast mentioned Damar and Sonny Weems in Damar's rookie year. And I was like, well, that's really, that's just so odd that Sonny Weems is coming up in conversation. But I bring it up now to say Raps fans probably should be getting used to pre-Pound the Rock era Raptors. Because, yeah, might get tough for a little while. But at least you have a bunch of young guys. You have a sense of direction now. And you're trying to accumulate as many assets as possible. There's a goal. There's a reason to watch. The reason to watch is what are your young pieces? Can Grady develop into something? Can Scotty step in to be the leader of your team in the face? What is RJ? What is Emmanuel Quickly? What is Jordan Wara? All these things. Questions. 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 Well, tonight, anyways, the Raptors were able to give answers and the answers were W against the Chicago Bulls. 118 to 107. Raptors win. Raptors win. Raptors win. And they win behind 24 points from Gary Trent Jr., 19 from Bruce Brown, 16, 6, and 6 from Thaddeus Young. I'm going to give him the full name on that one because that's the work he put in. DeMar DeRozan went 25 in a losing effort as the Raptors end their five-game losing streak. My name is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you all for tuning in to this. 
the Wrap It Up podcast presented by Canada Hoops Daily. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. That's how you get my thoughts. You know, you might be getting a lot of uh, Niners tweets here as I'm a Niners fan and, you know, we in that Super Bowl. Bigger than what? Sorry. But my point is, there's lots going on on the Twitter feed, but a lot of Raptors talk and ball talk, of course. And obviously, Canada Hoops Daily Feed is where you need to be as well to keep up with everything basketball from a Canadian perspective. We got you covered. That's also where you're able to interact with us live and interactive after each and every Toronto Raptors game. You can find us right here on YouTube and on Instagram, just go to Canada Hoops Daily. Make sure you follow or subscribe, like and follow, all that fun stuff. All my people in the chat right now, bless us with a like. Thank you very much. I appreciate y'all. You heard all the comments. You know, the fan base is fired up. The people are here, right? We are here to break down what's going on in Raptorland. And it's a busy week in Raptorland, a busy couple weeks. You got Fred, a couple Fred Van Fleet games. You got a Pascal Siakam game. You got Shea Gilgis-Alexander doing work. Lots going on in Raptorland. We'll be here to break it all down for you. And, of course, if you missed the podcast live, we got you covered on Apple and on Spotify. Just search Canada Hoops Daily. Subscribe to the page. Rate us, review us, all that fun stuff. Because we appreciate that. That's how you support the movement. That is Canada Hoops Daily. Thank you so much for tuning in. I need some water as my, my, my throat is, is kind of dry right now and uh, the water will help. But that's what happens when the Raptors win big games and I get too hype and I just blab for a really long time. But thank you for sticking through to the end of this podcast and enjoying this discussion of a Raptors victory because it's been a while since we've been able to discuss a Raptors victory. So, hey, that's why we go a little long sometimes. It happens. And I thank you. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is Canada Hoops Daily Presents Wrap It Up Podcast. Coming to you live and interactive after each and every Toronto Raptors game. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.